0: All right, what's going on everyone? It is January 16th, 2021. Are we now going to have a trend change? It would appear that is a very real possibility, so let's get started. All right, so we spent the entire week up until Friday just hovering in balance. And if you take a look here on the chart going back to January 11th, we were here just consolidating at the all-time highs in the SPY. So while we were consolidating at the all-time highs, the IWM and the QQQ, they were all holding up. So it looked as if we were just digesting this upward move. However, on Friday, what ended up happening was we had news the evening before, that there was the 1.9 trillion stimulus plan. And subsequently on Friday, we had a decent sell-off. Now this is important to also take into consideration that this was options expiry. We have record call long options, and there certainly was going to be a bit of market maker, market maker work that was happening out there. They couldn't let all those calls expire in the money or have them with value so what they needed to do was burn everyone with their call options so it's not uncommon when you have a market which is potentially overly long to have them on a Friday just burn all the options and push things lower just to do so but what we saw in the SPY on Friday was that we had a move lower perfectly technical right down to the 20-day simple moving average now if we take a look at how things look under the hood in the market Breath was not overly negative with 2.5 and 1.5 and the NYC and the NASDAQ respectively. Usually if you're going to see a really strong day lower, these numbers are going to be a little bit higher. If we take a look at the AD lines, those were negative the entire day. So there really was just the sign that even though we had a bit of a move higher, there really wasn't true gusto in any sort of buying that was happening. There may have just been a little bit of covering from some temporary shorts. Now the tick was interesting. So this showed that there was some build as we were moving higher in the day. So if we come here on the daily, we came down to touch the 20, very technical bounce. And then that's where we saw people buying right off of that. And then at the end of the day, we ended up covering lower. So if we take a look, we closed at just outside of the prior balance area, which was right around a low of 376 and we closed at 375.70 so if we continue to build here into next week then there certainly is the possibility that we're going to be moving lower to potentially touch the 50. and that's marking right at about 366. so really what you can think of is these technical levels if these are short-term bounces with people just playing that short term everyone sees the same thing If it's retested, so if we come back down and we retest the 20 at about 373, it's just thought of as people knocking on the door and eventually they're gonna get let in. So I feel if we get back down to 373, then it's very likely that we're gonna have a next move lower. I would say as a good target would be 370. So ways in which that could be structured out. So if we start off on Tuesday because the market's closed on Monday and we're moving lower, You could look towards into Wednesday purchasing a 373, 370 put vertical. And right now that's marking at 76 cents. And that could net you a potential about $2.25 profit. So that looks pretty reasonable, especially if we start to see that the internals are confirming a potential move lower. I think that's a very real possibility. Now the NASDAQ to me, this looks the weakest. So we've had several instances now whereby we've came down and we've touched the 20. We came down early in the week. We had a technical bounce, very soft bounce. We created a lower high, and then now we've come back and retested the 20. Again, we had a bounce off of the 20, but we closed right at the 20 day, simple moving average. So to me, this looks between the SPY the Nasdaq and the IWM to be the weakest and this is the one that's more likely I feel to be moving lower So this if you wanted to look at structuring out, I think this as a 310 303 Put butterfly would be a nice move So if we take a look at going into the end of the week if we're seeing true weakness Let's take a look at what a 310 303 Put butterfly would be so if you bought the 310 put you sold two of the 303 puts and then if we bought the 296 put this put butterfly which is seven points wide is a dollar two in debit so that's actually it's not too bad so you could be looking at picking this up for a dollar and potentially making six dollars off of this if the NASDAQ is gonna come down and test its 50-day simple moving average. And to me, the way that this looks with this multiple tests here at the 20 and now looking to potentially break lower, as well as how Fang and the rest of the stocks looked, I think this makes the most sense. The SPY, this has been holding up a little bit stronger here over the last few weeks. This to me looks like we could target that. So I think that targeting this with a 310, 303, 296, put butterfly for about a dollar would be reasonable and what you could look to do is see if there is any sort of credit here on the call side so there is some credit here on the call side so if you take a look at the all-time highs were at 319 if we are going to have weakness i think it's unlikely we're going to get back there what you could look at is selling a ratio spread of a 319 320 and that would net you 43 cents credit So if you sold two of these, that would get you just about a dollar in credit. And you could use that dollar in credit to finance your put butterfly. So even if it doesn't go lower and it just chops around sideways, you'd use this to help cover the cost of your debit. And this actually looks to be a reasonable shout. And I think next week this could be something that could actually have a good opportunity of working. IWM just continues to remain strong. So if you look at this, it is much stronger than the SPY and the NASDAQ. It has not yet come down and touched the 20 despite these recent all-time highs. So if there's going to be a brisk pullback, yes, the others are going to move lower. But this, also a nice clean target that you have down to the 20 of 201. So let's take a look at what the IWM looks like. If you wanted to get, let's say, a 205, 200. 195 put butterfly so this looks really nice so for 37 cents debit into the end of next week and remember it's a shortened week you could get a five dollar wide put butterfly for about 40 cents in credit so what could you do to potentially finance that prior all-time highs are 215 if we look at how much that is so that's not bad at all so let's say you want to just sell a ratio spread just above the all-time highs that would get you 60 cents in credit so that would easily cover just one-to-one selling the ratio spread whereby you would buy the 215 call and sell two of the 216 calls and then you could purchase the 205 200 195 put butterfly that looks like it's going to be a decent shout for next week So let's take a look now through Fang. Facebook was extremely weak here in this in the past week. This came down. It's well below its 20. It's well below its 50 and perfect technical touch right at the 200 day simple moving average. It had a bit of a bounce and you could see going back to September of last year that coincided perfectly here with this level. If we see continue weakness in the market next week. Then, if we see this level here of 244.61 taken out, then you have to be looking at Facebook going lower to about 235. Again, what you could be looking at for this, you could be looking at a 240, 235 put vertical. So let's take a look at that. So that's 65 cents for $4. Or if you wanted to see if you could decrease that even further, let's look at the 240, 235, 230. That's 33 cents. So you could see there you get $5 wide for about 33 cents in debit. Now it is interesting here, you just have to take a look that whatever it is that happens, either above or below this candle, I think that's the direction you need to be looking at with this. We are going to have Fang stocks, which are going to start to report earnings. On Tuesday of next week, there's going to be Netflix, and we'll go through Netflix. But if Netflix has a positive earnings, that could be a catalyst for a bounce in the NASDAQ. A lot of times also what happens is that you see these stocks, they start to have a run-up into earnings. But right now, it hasn't shown that. There right now appears to be weakness. But if we see Facebook breaking down before this, 245. And that's what i would be looking at if you see that it's going to go above this candle here above 255 then targeting into next week then the 266 that looks like it would be a reasonable option this is either these sellers here are going to be entirely wrong if we go above this and then there's going to be covering or they are correct if there's not able to be any sort of a meaningful bounce and we move below this there's a gap fill down here below that we would definitely have to be looking at So Facebook looks really good. It has a good option, either up or down, that is potentially playable. Apple, we continue to remain overall bullish on this. However, this is showing a little bit of an issue here now this past week. So if you take a look what's been happening, we've been just consolidating here in this range. So the upper portion of this range is 132, and then the lower portion of this is at 126. So it's $6 wide. I think that if we're going to move lower below 126, then easily targeting 124 at its 50 is going to be a potential option. If we're ever able to make it out of this balance, especially getting above 132, then above 132, we got to target the prior all time highs. So we can mark off 132 as an alert, we mark off 126 as an alert. But if you take a look at this, it looks to be a bit of a bear flag where we've come down, we're digesting this sideways. So if we can move down lower below this, then targeting here to 124 is a good option. So let's take a look at what we could potentially do here for that. We could be looking at let's say buying the 127, 124 put vertical, and that's a dollar fourteen. It's a little bit rich, so There's quite a bit of IV pumped up here in Apple. I don't know if that's really the best of plays, but really looking at it, if that is something that we see weakness on is a possibility. So Netflix, we talked about, this is going to report earnings next week on Tuesday in the afternoon. Netflix can oftentimes have pretty significant moves. You could see here in their past earnings report back in October of 2020, there was a big gap down and we've just been consolidating within that range. So what we would mark off and take a look at is if there's going to be a move lower below 450 or above 475 to potentially break out of this range. Right now, what we're seeing is it's just moving sideways here in a very long area that's been digesting from July of last year. Really, I don't see much that's here in play. So I'll just keep an eye on it and just see this could be really a marker as to what there is that could potentially happen with the other NASDAQ stocks. So Amazon, if we take a look at Amazon, it's still showing continued weakness. So it's closing below the 20, closing below the 50. You could see we've had a couple of touches here on that and then it's reversed lower. So if we look at this first intermediate short-term trend line, it's been respected and we have not been able to break above that. A secondary trend line, if we look at going back to September of last year, it has continued to look as if that's going to be the first target. So something around 350 in Amazon would be a first target on the put side. And if we break below 350, then we have to be looking at 290, 2,900 approximately to target the 200. This would pretty much coincide here with this low of 2871. So in this area around 2,900, I think is a good option if we start to see continued weakness in the market next week. So what are ways in which you could play that? If you start to see weakness, let's see what the 3,000, 2,900, put vertical is, that's $7 for a $100 wide. It's quite a bit of debit that's in there. Let's see what it would look like as a butterfly. So if you buy the 3,000, sell two of the 2,900, and then purchase the 2,800, that's $5 for a $100 wide. So that's not too unreasonable if we are starting to see continued weakness in there. Let's see where we could look at as a potential sell on the call side to finance that. So if you look here at this downtrend line coming back from August of last year, you could be looking at 33.50. So let's take a look at 33.50 on the call side. So that's about $4.00. So if you wanted to potentially sell a ratio the 33:45, 33:50 ratio is three dollars and ninety cents. So, if you see weakness in the market, if you see the breath is lower, if you see IWM is pulling back, SPY pulling back, Nasdaq pulling back, then getting that 3,000, 2,900, 2,800 put butterfly, and then financing with the sale on the call side, this looks like that would be an excellent option because Amazon has shown weakness. It's stayed below here, it's 20 and it's 50. If we break below 30.50, that's gotta be a decent option. Microsoft continues to consolidate here in range. Nothing really to see here. Tesla, Tesla has been here consolidating this move here at the prior all time highs. So this overall looks bullish. There's nothing here that looks to be weak whatsoever. I wouldn't say that this is one that you need to be looking at on the put side or the call side. Right now you could see that we're respecting above this gap, we've come down, we filled it on several occasions. I think that if we see a move lower, and if we move below about 8.15 approximately, then we could look at, okay, then this is breaking down slightly. But nothing here whatsoever in Tesla that looks bullish, or, ne- or bearish. NVIDIA continues to go sideways, the chip stocks, they just can't make up their mind whatsoever. This looks continue to be negative. We have attempts to move up, and then quick sell-offs. So we continue to close here with NVIDIA below the 20 and the 50. There's nothing here that I would say I would be looking at on the call side. Similarly, AMD, this had a chance. It moved up, broke out above prior all-time highs, and quickly reversed, aggressively reversed. Now, this was largely due to Intel CEO stepping down and the idea that all of a sudden Intel is going to adjust all of their manufacturing and catch up to AMD. Which clearly is not something that is gonna happen here in the foreseeable future. And oftentimes, when you see these aggressive moves, just that are basically news driven, they're not necessarily gonna be longer term things that you would be looking at as being strong. However, this has moved us below the 20. We've had a clear close here below the 50. I'm gonna remove this trend line. So here, AMD is just floating in free space. So even though normally news-driven moves are potentially moved and bought back up, this is overall, it's an excellent company. They're doing great things, but we're just seeing global NASDAQ weakness. So I wouldn't be looking yet to entering into any longs in AMD. Now the financials, those have been holding up the SPY. They had moderate earnings here with JP Morgan on Friday. But what I would say is that this is incredibly bullish. Look at this gap, consolidation gap consolidation now as well nothing here whatsoever that looks bearish at all these just needed to clean up some of the froth here that was up here at these highs that JP Morgan was making so I wouldn't be looking at the banks if you take a look at Goldman nothing here that's showing any sort of relative weakness so as long as these hold up then I would say then you have a good option in the future of saying okay S&P 500 they look strong but if we see brisk removal moves down in the financials, then that could also coincide with the S&P moving lower. So let's take a look at some of the other high-flying names. So the EV stocks, those have been really strong and really hot lately. So if you take a look at NEO, this had moved up prior all-time highs at 67 with a couple of gaps, and now we've had a sharp move lower. So I would say that Looking at NEO as a first buy point at about 52, second buy point at 48. These would be good options to be getting NEO for a potential bounce. Right now, though, I wouldn't be looking at getting long it just yet. There certainly is move for this to go lower. So, what could you be doing and looking at NEO as potential options? Let's say you're overall bullish on NEO. What you could do is be selling puts. So, if you sell 52 or a 48 put. Let's take a look at two weeks out what that looks like. That's not bad. You could sell a two week out 48 put for a dollar credit in NEO, and you collect that dollar credit, and you're okay with being assigned NEO 100 shares at $48. That's perfectly at the 50. You'd be happy with a potential bounce there. So I actually think that would be a good option if you're overall bullish on NEO, you're able to collect some put credit premium, as well as if you get assigned if we move lower. That's not a decent, that's not a bad spot to get assigned. If we take a look at some of the other EV names, so if you take a look at EH, this is one that we've heard about recently, supposedly a helicopter. This, just incredibly bullish, up, consolidation, up, consolidation, breakout, and what we need to have here is likely another consolidation. This train has left the station. I wouldn't be looking at anything there. Let's take a look at Xbank. So XPEV, this has shown some bullishness come up, and now we've just had a lot of digestion and consolidation. So this looks technically, this looks like it's not a bad spot if you were looking to get long Xpeng. We do have a technical perfect touch right here at the 20. So at any point, whenever we start to see strengthening of the market, then these moving higher, this isn't a bad one that you could be looking at purchasing. Now there was some interest this past week of Churchill Capital, so this is an SPAC, and the possibility that they may be the ones that are acquiring Lucid Motors, who's supposed to be a high-end version of Tesla, which is supposed to be delivering cars here in the near future. So once that news has broke, then we had a move higher, then there was news that came out and said, okay, that may not be the case, and then it's moved lower. If this truly is the next Tesla, I think it would be unlikely that this would be the route in which they would be coming out to the public, but obviously you just never know. So I think that if you wanted to get long this, getting long shares is an option. If you see any sort of pullback down to 17, I think that would be a nice buy point if that is going to be there. Let's take a look at some of the other high flyers. So if we look at Fubo, Fubo this past week was very interesting. So there was some news that came out that they were gonna be looking into getting into online sports betting, and what ended up happening was you had a bump right off of its 50, came up, touched the 20, had a look above, and then failed down below. So I wouldn't say that Fubo here is actually looking long. This looks technically as if it just still needs to consolidate here within this range. Jumia, this is one that we've been really hot on. So there was some quality news that came out. So we were targeting here a break above this 20. Once it broke above here, that 20, that was our entry to get long, either with shares, with calls, and or selling puts. Then news came out from Citron Research that they were long Jumia, and they said this was one of the hottest stocks that are out there. It had a push back to its prior all-time highs. This was a great play that was going on in here. Overall, I think this is one that's still holding up incredibly well and is really strong So what I would say is if you could be looking at selling puts Let's say we are gonna have a little bit of weakness here upcoming in the market selling puts out in February because this only has Monthlies at the 32 strike. So you could see that is a dollar 30 in credit so even if we get a pullback you're selling down here at a technical level Even if you get assigned shares here at 32, you would be happy because overall this looks to be a nice long-term hold and one in which you would want to be into. If we take a look at IPOE, so this had recently announced that it was the SPAC that was merging with SoFi. And once that news came out, this popped, got up to a high of 22. It's been consolidating here. And if you take a look at this uptrend, This has been respected. And on Friday, we had a really nice move. And this looks really good because on Friday, the market was overall weak, but IPOE moved up a dollar. So getting long shares options is, I think, a little bit challenging because there's going to be some juiced up IV in this. But staying long IPOE, as long as we're going to be above 18, definitely looks to be one of the long-term holds that I would say. Corsair, this is one that we've been discussing So this has come back down and it's touched. this downtrend line, perfectly technical bounce off 37.50, and we're closing right below the 20-day moving average. So as long as we stay here above this uptrend, that's our first level, the second is 36. This still looks like overall, it could be long-term as a hold. Skills, this was a hot stock here in the past few weeks. What it's done is it's had a breakup, here above its prior all-time highs, and then it's retraced back down. Now, if you take a look at these candles, these here look a little bit concerning to me. There's a lot of momentum that's happening out here, and these are likely a lot of short-term buyers. I don't know if you've ever looked at the Skills app and the products that they have. I checked it out after I was hearing about all of this being purchased by ARK, a lot of the momentum that was going on out there. It's actually, in my opinion, relatively terrible. So I don't know that this is truly a game-changing product, but looking at this technically, if you wanted to look at it, I think that 21 is a good buy point, and then second at 1760 as a second buy point. Right now, I think this is overextended, and I wouldn't be looking at getting long this. If We take a look at SpaceX. This was really interesting. There was news that came out this week that ARC was gonna establish a space ETF. And off of that news, there was a huge pop. So what we did was broke up, gapped up, and we stayed strong and you could see even despite on Friday things being weak, we did not enter back into this gap. So I think that SPCE just overall looks very bullish. So I think that selling 25 puts, let's take a look at how that looks. So you may have to go out a few weeks. You could go out about Four weeks, if you go out about four weeks and you sell the 26 puts for 88 cents, I think that looks like a reasonable option to be able to collect credit. And if you get assigned shares here, that's a great point to be long. GameStop, we have to talk about GameStop. So GameStop was incredible this past week. So everyone knows about things that were happening on Reddit, Wall Street Bets, where you had especially one individual who's been long shares and options going back to approximately a year, and has netted several million in profit off of that. Now, what happened was GameStop, there was news that came out that the chairman of Chewy had joined the advisory board of GameStop. Kramer from CNBC was bullish on GameStop as well. And you had an epic short squeeze where we moved up from a low of 20 to a high of 38. And then the following day, we went to 43 so this was an incredible move you could see here on very high volume. What I would say is that this to me looks continued to be bullish. So let's take a look back in the chart. If you go back one year where GameStop was chopping around $2, this isn't going back to $2. So any idea of that happening, we got to go much further. Three years, we're all above anything going back three years. If you go back now 10 years to see what it is that's happened with GameStop, We've broken this 10 year downtrend line. As long as we stay above that, this continues to remain bullish. Now, what I would say as a potential first target for GameStop is going to be right around 48. Okay? If we can get to 48 and we start to digest and consolidate there, that's going to be, to me, continue to look bullish and then looking to target its prior all time highs at 57. So, first target on the long side is 48. If we go sideways there, I think staying long on GameStop and then targeting 58 in the long term is going to be a great option to target back to another prior all-time high of 64. So that's everything that I've got. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy the extended weekend. Take care.